0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching thirty seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in thirty seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big Eight Seventy. Mike to take you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abair. It's an abbreviated Sports Talk tonight. We are getting off at five thirty because LSU Georgia. Basketball game in Athens, and you'll be able to hear that game live right here on the Big 870. And tomorrow night, Monster Game for LSU's Women's Basketball. Kimboki and the Lady Tigers take on number one ranked South Carolina. And you'll be able to hear all the exciting action tomorrow night right here. Starting at tip-off time, 7 p.m. on WWLAMFM.com and live on the free Odyssey app. Go Tigers.
2: And, and Mike, is that a first? I don't know. We've had men's basketball. I don't I ever.
1: No, no, you've been here longer than. I don't. Uh, every me, day longer first. than
2: me. I think that's a first uh, to have a women's basketball on the Big 870. But because 870.
1: of this game, and it's as big a regular season you know, you game as You got college
2: a... game day, you got everything. Everybody's on board with, with this, so.
1: On our Oakland Hard Talk talking Text line, we have on with us the senior writer for Go247.com, Glenn West. Glenn, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it. Glenn uh, sort of size up the situation. They finished up the uh, football coaching staff today and bringing in Slade Nagel. Uh, go back a long way, Slade, uh, uh, coach for the, the Green Wave for the last eight years in different capacities as a tight ends coach, special teams coach, um, offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, comes in, and it's the theme. I was telling Bob, you go back to them hiring Corey Raymond, uh, them bringing in both Davis, uh, Blake Baker, who it, it ties to Louisiana, knowing the area, the recruiting part, not only great coaches uh, to be brought in, but also to tie in to the high school recruiting area.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a another, I think, final good move for LSU to make with their coaching staff, uh, bringing in Slade Nagel, a guy who uh, has obviously recruited Louisiana for the last seven, eight years. I mean, you even go back to 2009, and he was actually the special teams coordinator for LSU back in 2009. Um, so he's got a – you know, he's – he's dabbled in a lot of different uh areas throughout his career most uh you know obviously most recently with, with with offense here at Tulane but uh you look at kind of the success Tulane's had the last couple of years uh Nagel's been right at the center of that. I mean, they they they've had a really really fantastic offense with Michael Pratt leading the way for the last couple seasons. Uh and Nagel was calling the plays last year as the offensive coordinator. So, um this is a to, to obviously a step up in in terms of just the Power 5 and and everything that comes with being a coach you know, for a program like LSU, but uh definitely a a a good move for LSU to get get somebody in here with a lot of experience. He's coached up tight ends, you know, last year Uh, the tight ends of the 27 touchdowns Tulane through seven of them were to tight ends Uh, this last year, Mason Taylor only caught one touchdown as the only tight end with the touchdown at LSU. So I think that they want to try to lean in more to that position group, especially with what you're losing this year at the receiver room. uh, And you're bringing in somebody who's, Got a, a lot of experience of coaching that room up, uh, obviously with a lot of recruiting ties here in Louisiana, uh, and, and then somebody that can uh, help with the, with the play calling as well with, with two first-time co-offensive coordinators. So uh, really it, it checks a lot of boxes for LSU and is going to be one that I think um, can, can really help move forward this offense.
2: Now, uh, Glenn, uh, you talk about uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, what, what, I guess overall in any offensive defensive position, uh, obviously, uh, there's still a lot of concern. Uh, I think um, with the defensive line, whether you talk about defensive tackle, defensive end, I'm looking even like uh, Savion Jones. Uh, I mean, I remember Coach Kelly what he's predicted he would have a monster season. Uh, I don't know. We had less than, what two and a half sacks, Yow. and then he had like three tackles for a loss, and then uh, he did that with fewer snaps than the year before. So. It seems like uh somebody might have come out of nowhere but uh, that's still a concern for me.
1: Glenn, they got to have talent and talent depth that they don't have yeah. today.
3: Yeah, especially on the interior D line, you can make that case that they just they don't have the bodies right now and I think part of the spring is going to be about trying a couple different things, you know, it's interesting that you bring up Savion Jones, Bobby because uh he's the guy that added a ton of weight this last year to kind of be able to sustain a full season at defensive end. I'll be curious to see if maybe LSU doesn't try to add some more weight to that frame and see if maybe they can't slide him in to D tackle uh, maybe next to a Jacobian Guillory, maybe somebody that can play interior, because uh, he's got a lot of power, he's got a lot of speed, um, and, and that would that, that could potentially be a move for LSU to at least exper- experiment with this, this coming spring, because they don't have the bodies. They have Pretty much Jacoby and Guillory, Jalen Lee, uh, and Demaryon Johnson are are kind of the three that they'll have available to them this spring. You know, the the commit that they got from the five-star Dominic McKinley, uh, he won't be here until uh, the summer, so uh the the numbers are going to be pretty thin for LSU at at, at interior D line. I'm going to be very interested to see kind of what they do with those numbers because uh last year it was the offensive line that was you know kind of had you know lower numbers. They were waiting for a bunch of freshmen to get there uh, and they were moving guys around positionally just to kind of fill spots and fill numbers. Uh, in that way, I- I'm curious to see if they do something similar this year with the defensive line uh, and c- because they have a lot of edge rusher bodies. I, I will say that they have a lot of uh, potentially great edge rushers, whether it's uh, Deshaun Womack, Jackson Howard, Braden Swinson, um, to where I think you could be able to afford to move somebody like a Savion Jones inside and just kind of see what that looks like for the spring. So that's certainly one avenue they could take. Uh, but but they, they, they absolutely have to address that in the portal, whether it's here in the next couple of weeks or certainly once the second transfer portal window opens. That you, you would definitely think that they need to add at least one or two more big guys in the interior D-line.
2: And now, uh, Glenn, looking at the linebacking core, uh, Harold Perkins, obviously a household name, uh, like Greg Penn. Uh, then I'm looking at Whit Weeks. Look, at Penn has, uh, what, 26 starts in the last two seasons. Uh, but I'm looking at Perkins. Uh, look, he racked up a team high, what, 13 tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, uh, being a sophomore. But I think with Coach Baker's aggressive style, I think they're going to maximize his potential because, you know, uh, we're expecting uh, uh, the definitely uh, maybe times two, uh, like 20-plus tackles for loss and definitely double-digit sacks. So I think that's one area that Coach Baker is going to help when the, the linebacking core will be more productive.
3: Yeah, that's, that, that's the goal, is to fight, figure out finally, I think, what you can do and how to make Harold Perkins the most successful player that he can be. And they they had figured it out for a little while during his freshman year. I mean, towards the end of that freshman season two years ago, they were just letting him pin his ears back and really get out to the quarterback, get into the backfield. Um, you know, what you saw this last year was a lot more drop in coverage. They they tried him for a full off season at inside linebacker just to try to teach him the position. Uh, it mm. didn't stick. Uh, it went one or two games, and then they kind of just really uh, scraps that idea. And so you saw him more of an off-ball linebacker, kind of a guy that would split his time in coverage and, and rushing the passer. I, I think they're going to be full attack mode with him this offseason. They're going to really, uh, really let him loose and, and get into the backfield because that is exactly what – uh, Blake Baker wants to do with his defensive style. I mean they want to get after the quarterback. they want to uh, you know, get pressure in the backfield on, on some of these running backs as well. So uh, figuring out Harold Perkins' role and, and, and you know, solidifying what he, what many believe he can be, which is a first round pick and a high first round pick, I think is going to be a, a big big crucial step for this uh, defense and uh, when you look at some of the numbers that you don't you might be lacking up front, uh, having somebody like that that you can really count on to, to get into the backfield and, and create some pressure with the quarterback, uh, that, that, that's something that I think LSU really wants to lean into this this offseason.
1: Glenn, uh, I know all, everybody's going to be concentrated on Garrett Nussmar in the spring, but, man, the other guy is D.J. Chester. And why is playing center? People don't realize how difficult that is to play that center position. And D.J.'s played more of the tackle or position in high school now they did kick him inside and he did see some work but it is a real art form to play center because not only you know got to do your job, you got to get everybody else to do their job. you're the okay. quarterback up front and calling the plays changing things out when you see certain formations, uh, calming down the quarterback. So much pressure today, I see it more and more, is coming from the interior. It's not always that edge pressure. And you got to be able to pick that up. DJ Chester, if there's a guy other than Garrett, he should be getting more interviews than anybody else because that guy (laughs) is a is a big uh, catalyst for them to have a big season. People can say about Turner all you want, and he was undersized for a center. But, man, he was technically, he knew what to do. He was one yeah. sharp cat.
3: Yeah, yeah, look, I mean, you lost you lost Turner, you lost Marlon Martinez, who was kind of the other veteran who was getting a lot of center reps for you this last year. Uh, so that really just, I mean, DJ Chester is going to have to really slide in and be ready for his moment. Uh, he had a couple of opportunities uh, towards the end of SEC play uh, where I thought he did pretty well. Um, but you're, like you mentioned, he was a first-year player, so there's going to be some growing pains. Uh, this offseason is going to be huge for him because you, you mentioned it. They're bringing back four of the five starters on the offensive line. So you, you have that protection around you, right? You know, those guys who have been multi-year starters, guys that kind of know the the ins and outs of playing in this conference for 13, 14 games at a time. So I think if anything, that's going to be a huge benefit for him. And kind of, I, I don't want to say a weight lifted off his shoulder, but having that experience on the outside around him is only going to, I think, make his transition into a full-time starter easier uh, to maybe pick up. So, uh, yeah, he's he's absolutely got to be a guy that LSU can lean on for 12, 13 games this season um, and, and really kind of carry on what this offensive line has been able to build the last two years. Um, but, you know, you don't really have much of a better uh, coach out there right now than Brad Davis with the momentum that he's had uh, in developing guys. I mean, we talked to pretty much every offensive lineman this year multiple times, and they just talked about the impact that Brad Davis has had on their development I would expect similar uh, conversations to take place with Chester this year and how he looks uh, with a full offseason now to work with Davis as a a starting center. Now, uh, Glenn,
2: everyone's always concerned, you know, the quarterback position. And I think a lot of pressure. Garrett Nussma, he really stepped up in that bowl game. But then you only one step away from playing. Uh, In your opinion, I guess we've got to wait and see how it's going to play out. Uh, but is it AJ Swan, the transfer from Vanderbilt, or is it Ricky Collins?
1: It's AJ Swan. I'm gonna tell you. Uh,
2: you, you, know, you know what I mean? Because you need that. Uh, before you know it, uh, you're in the game. Uh, so you gotta yeah. have stability there.
3: Yeah. Look, I think AJ Swan gives you that protection, right? A guy who's played in I think 20 or so games over his first two years in college. Um, somebody that. Uh, it, it, you know, hasn't had maybe the explosive you know, production being from Vanderbilt that you would hope for 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 a, co- for a college quarterback, but you're not asking him. I don't think if he's going to be inserted into the lineup to come in and uh, explode in terms of his production. I think you're you're hoping that he can be a game manager for you uh, if something happens with Nuss, but. I think they have some good options here. You mentioned Ricky Collins. I'll be very interested to see what he looks like in his second spring with the program. Um, But definitely, I think having that safety valve with A.J. Swan is going to be really crucial for the Tigers.
1: Glenn, thanks so much for your time. Basketball clicking right up in a few minutes, so we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. All righty,
1: Glenn Glenn West from Go247.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network,